Value Town is a production of ChamMV TV. Find out all show information and details at ChamMV.tv. Value Town is directly supported by listeners like yourself via patreon.com slash valuetown. What's up, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 139 of Valley Town. I'm Chan Man V, and of course, these two are Ali Straza and Jackie Chan. What's up, guys? Hello. Hello. <laughs> now Ali's doing the hello. <laughs> Sorry, Jackie. Jackie. It's catching on. It's totally catching on. You'll be next, Chan <laughs> oh, You know what I want? I want the, the Jackie Chan... Uh, voice line package or, or so, that, so the emote would be hello no, that'd be hilarious like a sub or follow sound yeah that would be totally awesome right yeah so, but uh, i'll have to create a soundboard at some point yeah yeah well they have to create the ability to do it first you know the ability yeah. to have a custom sound sound uh emotes or whatever but one day hopefully one day they will have that uh, but hope everybody's having a good weekend, uh, or at least an uh, afternoon this uh, you know this Wednesday. But we've got a lot to talk about um, as usual. We've got some October brawl. We had another grudge match on Friday, and these two obviously competed, but not against each other yet. That's going to be yeah. this week, right? I believe. Uh, so that should be fun. Uh, we've got the general theme for this episode is really countering Rogue, given that Rogue has been very popular. Might be easing down a little bit. But, um, you know, I think this past week has been popular, so I, I figured it would be good to talk about some decks that uh, do well against Rogue. So we're going to do that. And then uh, I've got a couple topics. Might just do one. D- depends on how we're doing time-wise. But uh, definitely a topic with the first female participating in the HTT Season Championships. Figured it would be a good time to talk about that. And then uh, maybe a little bit about Power Creep. We'll, we'll see. Um, Smilestone. We've still met the milestones, so get ready for to get your... your Beautiful smiles ready for that. And then Underrange Debate is back with uh, one card. Mechatorks back also with a bunch of cards from uh, patrons, fans, and Jackie. Um, and then uh, we'll announce deck of the week. And then we've got, we're switching up host challenge, guys. Our host challenge is not going to be a challenge for us, it's going to be a challenge for you. So we're going to explain that a little bit later, too. So we got a good one for you guys. Q&A, as always, at the end. I've got one from a, a longtime fan. And um, if you guys have a question, go ahead and email that to valuetalent at chamanv.tv. And we will take a look, get to it, if not this week, hopefully in the future. The, the emails, I, I kind of always go back and look for, for any I missed. So um, I'm, I do that with those, but not the Megator cards. But okay, our week in Hearthstone. So uh, this week, we should just start with October Brawl, obviously, given that's it's such a big thing for you guys. Um, I watched the entire grudge match this Friday, so that was a lot of fun. Uh, starting with Jackie going against Crip, <laughs> that was <laughs> that was a fun match. So yeah. what'd you think, man? I yeah, I kind of I. Like, I played with the Renounced Darkness a little bit before, <laughs> and I actually felt like it was quite a good idea, because we don't have that many cards, yep. obviously, um, so mm-hmm. we have to build a very kind of weak deck. 
And Renounce can give you good tempo. If you kind of get a good Renounce and get some good cards reduced, you could actually yeah. do some insane things sometimes. But there is so much RNG involved in it. And uh, yeah, I got not the best Renounce in the world. <laughs> I don't know. I, just, I mean, I just couldn't resist. <laughs> I honestly think it wasn't that bad. Like, didn't you get a Kalimos? I thought I could have sworn you got a Kalimos and then. Yeah, um, I got like Kalimos double mana tie. Double mana tie, like. Maelstrom uh, Portal Jade Claws. Dude, all I remember <laughs> are the three weapons, okay? Like, I don't remember anything else. Those, those freezing weapons or whatever that you got, right? Yeah, uh, like, yeah I got two, the, the three mana ice. <laughs> Whatever it's called, icebreaker or whatever. Yeah, icebreaker. Um, yeah. During the week, kind of, I was while I was streaming, people were watching my stream, were like, "Oh, Jack, you've got to bring Renounce with this week," and I was like, "Nah, <laughs> no, I can't do that." <laughs> and then last minute, I just crumbled. No, I, I like yeah. the logic though. I definitely like the logic of being able to play more cards than the ones that you have by doing that. <laughs> See, I don't want to say I was rooting for you because obviously I would not root for Team Void here, but. I I was secretly happy that you played Renounce Darkness. I was like, do it, Jackie. And like I and in that moment I wanted you to win that game because Allie is like completely playing it down. Me and her were chatting in Skype, but we totally <laughs> wanted you to win. There was no question. No question. I mean I love love me some crib, but man, I yeah. to totally was like, Oh please, Jackie, please win this. That would be yeah, so Let's give it like a chance. Light, light need all the help that we get. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so it was redemption week for light, given that um, you know Allie ended up winning also. So uh, we, you yeah. guys ended up winning two one. So how was your match? Yeah, I mean, I was feeling the pressure because I mean, to be completely honest with you, I, I was kind of like, well, crap. Are we are we going to win any of these weeks? <laughs> like with yep. with the way that the packs were going. So. Um, yeah, I was feeling the pressure, and honestly, Cthune Druid was kind of my meme deck. I mean, I could have brought, like, a better zoo. I was like, yeah. huh, but I kind of wanted to bring Cthune Druid, and it actually wound up, uh... It wasn't up even working. meme, it was actually good. Yeah, it was actually, like, pretty solid, so, yeah. um... No, I was happy to, to beat Dog. I was, I was excited. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely good stuff there. So you brought Cthune Druid, and then... What was your other one that you uh, went with? I can't remember. Mech Hunter oh, mech. and that's, Mech that's Mage. just like, everything is just Mech, I feel like. The, just uh, Mechs galore. Yeah. People, yeah. Just yeah, remember that's... how powerful Mechs are. Jeez, it's ridiculous. Yeah, Mechs are so strong, but I didn't get, like, any of the good I didn't get Mech Warpers oh, or Shredders no, or really? Masters, so I can't do Mechs. Oh, <laughs> that's brutal, man. That's <laughs> been my one saving grace, mm -hmm. because I haven't gotten, like, Great legendaries, really, or so. But that pilot is shredder, man. Pilot. But those pilot is shredder, <laughs> yeah, man. So good, definitely so good. Um, all right, so next uh, or this Friday is going to be the next grudge match, and you guys are going against each other. So you're going to meta game. Yeah. So you're going to check each other's streams out just to see what each other are playing. Yeah. No going well, easy little, this week. I got my little spies, like my little birdies. <laughs> no, they're like, checking this birdies. business card. So and I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, people keep doing that. Like every now and then I'm like, oh, dog just opened this. Ty's just opened this. Ali just opened this. I'm like, yeah. oh, okay, just make note of the Ali ones. Mental notes, mental notes, exactly. Uh, uh, All right, well, um, has the voting come in for... The the you know like, do you know how many packs you guys got this week? Yeah. Yeah, same. Yeah. Is it same? <laughs> oh, team again? God, no. Nobody is. Yeah. I basically just accepted that like seventy percent of the player base is just using team. If you guys lose with the seventy percent, if you guys lose with this kind of pack advantage, it's gonna be crazy, Jackie. In the end. Yeah, no, it's no pressure, advantage. right? Yeah. <laughs> 
I feel like the pressure's off a little bit for me. I'm like, well, if we lose, it's whatever. You guys have been getting like more than 50% more packs a week. So, and you got your win (laughs) under your belt now. Now, now Ray's the only that hasn't gotten a win yet for you guys. Yeah, that's true. Pressure on, on him this week. Um, but yeah, tune in guys on Friday. You can, it's on the play Hearthstone channel on Twitch. You can check that out. It's a lot of fun too. I, I just like how the overall, you know, just the production even for it, I think is generally pretty good. It's fun. Um, yeah. let's see next up we've got, Oh, just kind of the, like decks we've been playing and I figured we just kind of start talking about the, uh, the theme of this episode, which is countering rogue, given that rogue's been very, very strong and, um, just to kind of remind people about maybe just one of the ro- oops, one of the rogues that are out there, just so we can at least set a um, you know just some kind of example for people to look at. Uh, it's this kind of tempo rogue that people are playing. There's lots of derivatives of this. Uh, I think we showed a different one last week too, but this is kind of a little bit more of an aggressive one that's been out there and people have been doing well with. And so I figured it'd be fun since everybody, um, you know, since we tend to talk about popular ones and people will end up playing like almost like net decking for the most part. Why don't we like come up with something that counters the meta out there instead, and then maybe you know people can met, you know meta that and think it's fresh and cool instead of copying what's super popular out there right now. So um, yeah, I I tried a warrior because we were trying different classes, right? Like we we pretty much were generally trying to get something that beats rogue, but on top of that, it would be nice to beat machine gun priest too. So I tried Warrior, and um, Warrior, for the most part, like does well. I, I think if you just put two Galaka Crawlers in your deck, you're going to do pretty well against this this Rogue. So um, that part was pretty easy. It was just hard coming up with something that beat both Priest in and uh, Rogue. So it didn't end up... It's, it wasn't refined enough for me to actually show you guys, but, um, um, you know, still work in progress. Maybe I can show you guys next week. Uh, but these two guys brought Mages. So you guys liked Mages against Rogue. Yeah. Well, I feel like, you know, Rogue's weakness, you know, has always been that it it doesn't have a lot of heal, right? Mm -hmm. And Mage is just a class that has um, a lot of burn potential. Uh, So I I decided to go with Tempo Mage. Um, Generally, I like Tempo. Yeah, this is fine. Ooh, and also, I was playing. Yeah, well, Yog, Yog was my hail mary. Like, you, I put Yog in there, so if you've got no other shot, you could maybe Yog could get you there. Um, right. So I put the double Galakas in, um, double volcanic potion, and so obviously this was like trying to beat Priest as well. And I was playing Highlander Priest the other day, and I just got completely run over by a Tempo Mage with the perfect. Mana Worm into yeah. Archaeologist, you know. So I think it has the potential to beat both. And I actually was playing Tempo Mage today. Not this list exactly, but I had a 100% win against Rogue. And I, I only played three, though. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> and it's not that big of a sample size. But, eh, you know, I thought it could work. So there's not even a, a new card in this deck, right? This is like old school... Um... Tempo oh, mage with just two Galakas, right? That's kind of pretty yeah, funny. Pretty that much. just shows you old decks still work, guys. You know what I mean? Like you don't oh. actually have to even use new new cards for uh, old archetypes to work. Good stuff, Yog. Yeah. I like the Yog though. Yog's good. Yeah. How was the version uh, of Polymorph doing? It's all right. It's all right. That was the one uh, spot that I was like, well, I could put an Acolyte in here or another. Because I, I kind of like the Cabal Crystal, Crystal Runner. It's it's okay. I'm not 100% sure how I feel about it. But all right. 
Okay. Yeah. That that's definitely uh, I definitely the, the keeping up tempo. I, I think this would do pre- really well against Priest too. So um, that, that's the element that you have to have to be able to beat the Priest. You can't really out control that Priest. It's so so hard. And yeah, um, I mean the Priest doesn't have that much healing to be honest. Like if they no, don't draw their great, greater healing potion, mm-hmm. they you can just burn them sometimes. Yeah, I was playing a, a, a Highlander priest without greater healing potion. Yeah, so. Oh wow. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was a it was a crazy list, but there was no greater healing potion. So. <laughs> um, Good stuff. All right, yeah. so um, Jackie, you have one too, right? That's more of a um, it's a Highlander mage, right? Let me see. Let me bring yeah, I was playing Kazakus mage. Yes. And, uh, I love it. It's a ton of fun, and it's very good against rogue like i think mage is just great against rogue in general mm-hmm. like you just have lots of nice early removal and life like strong things in the early game to, to kind of not fall too far behind and then obviously things like flame strikes and tempo swings with like solia firelands portal that type of thing is really good yeah. um the, i'm actually really loving the mage death knight as well the mage death knight <laughs> is fantastic oh it's so great <laughs> yeah. isn't it yeah yeah the healing and the water elementals are so, so great. Yeah, it just feels good to get it. <laughs> yeah, and eat, like Geddon as well works insane with mm-hmm. it. Um, and I, Priest is a weird one because the deck's been doing okay against. It's kind of like fifty-fifty against Priest. It's definitely not yeah. a good matchup, but it's not too bad because you have like some tempo plays in this list, and you so you mm-hmm. can be aggressive. Really, um, I figured I figured you would just Alex at the end and try to try to finish him that way versus. Like, yeah, there's not I many mean, minions not in this Pyroblast. deck. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm not playing Pyroblast, so I don't have like mm-hmm. that much burn. Kind of a lot of the time when I'm winning, it's coming through the Death Knight generally or Medivh. Like the Death Knight or Medivh, <laughs> both are really good against Priest. Not not talking about Rogue and Priest just for a small second. Like, how are the other matchups? I'm just curious. Because this does look fun. I, I would like to play this. I'm just curious. Good. It's, it's very good against aggro. So other things like, like Evolve Shaman, it's really good against. Um, been doing okay. pretty well against Hunter. Um, I, like, I've been playing it like pretty high legend with this deck and mm-hmm. having like a 60% win rate. So nice. wow. I would recommend it to anyone who wants to try some up fun. Yeah, I might have to try it. Yeah, cool. it looks pretty good. It looks... Um... Again, I mean, it's pretty similar to uh, just the old archetype with Kazakus, except for obviously you have the Lich King in there and you have the Death Knight, so there's a little bit more more uh, depth to it at the end, at least in the end game. So it's fun, yeah. It definitely looks a lot of fun. Yeah, there's been some hunters out there lately too. Like I, I think that I wonder yeah. how Hunter does. I was going to, I didn't have enough time to try it, but I was going to give <coughs> Hunter a shot against, um, you know, just anti rogue kind of Hunter and see if that would work. Because I think it does decently against priests, you know. That's why a lot of people are playing it right now too. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know if you guys had any experience with that. I had this epic, epic hunter game with my warrior. Like literally, it lasted forty minutes. Oh my like, god! It went on oh like what, like the longest game I've ever played against uh, a hunter. And wow. um, yeah, by far Jeez. it wasn't even close. Because I ended up dead man's handing. Well, I played Nazoth Warrior, right? And I had Dead Man's Hand. Both of my dead... I had two Dead Man's Hand with Nazoth Warrior. And I could... Oh, it was so unbelievable, dude. I ended up having three or four <laughs> Nazoths. And I still wow. could not outvalue that Zombiest. 
hero power. Wow. It was unbelievable. <laughs> like, in the late game, it gets pretty ridiculous. I've had, like, very, very close games where I'm, like, I'm just so close to killing the hunter, but they just get what they need from the Death Knight. So, yeah. the hero power. Yeah. You know, and, and I had, like, a ton of the, um, you know, the, the, three, the three sixes, right? Like, it was just, like, over and over, I would, like, spawn just a full board of three six taunts. <laughs> and, like, somehow I could not chip him down. It was crazy. And then he finally started getting... Um, he started finally getting beasts that uh, is like the two damage, right? Like you do do two damage and then poison together. And then he was just like, oh, yeah. yeah, it was crazy. He put down a strong body and remove stuff. It was, it was like this is this is actually pretty awesome. <laughs> but yeah. you know, it, it was a pretty epic match. And of course, I was uh, game of well played at the end just because it was it was very interesting. But um, just showed the power of that that hero power is just insane. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, kind of getting back to this though. Um, yeah, Hunter, I felt like would might have been a good option too. So, um, well, maybe yeah, I actually, go ahead. I actually played some Quest Hunter yesterday, and it oh. was a ton of wow. fun. It was so good, and literally, like my first three games, yeah. I played against. I wanted to see how it did against like the meta. So, like my first three games were literally Tempo Rogue, uh, Death Knight Priest, and Exodia Mage. And I beat all three of them. And then I was like, oh my god, Crescent is amazing. But then I proceeded to lose pretty much. <laughs> so did you actually finish the quest or did you beat them before you even finished the quest many times? Uh, yeah, finishing the quest. The, okay. the right. Raptors are so good with um, Rhino for like finishing games. Yeah. And also Prince right. Keleseth is very good in that deck. Oh, I love that Keleseth makes right sense. Now. Oh, that totally mm. makes sense. Yeah. Oh, that's cool, man. That's totally cool. Yeah, it's so fun. Like, I, was, <laughs> I was playing it off stream and just like loads and like just dropping loads of ranks <laughs> just because it was so fun. <laughs> <laughs> good stuff. Good stuff. We're going to have to, we might have to take a look at that one next week. Um, all right. So check it out, guys. We got, um, we, we have the codes actually in the show notes too. So you can check that out. If you uh, ever are interested in checking out the show notes or what we're going to talk about, go to chamavv.tv and there's always posts on all the shows, each episode that has all the information. Um, okay, moving on. We're gonna we got some topics of the week, uh, and um, the first one we're gonna talk about is that it's a little bit of news too at the same time, which is uh, Royal Bays is the first female to be participating uh, at an HCT season championship, which is gonna be the summer championship. And um, just to kind of give you the the post here, or at least the article here, they talk about Royal Bays and. Um, what happened was, is like you guys are wondering, well, we never heard anything about this leading up to it, you know, just in, in APAC and everything. Uh, but what happened was, was Gia Gia had visa issues and um, Royal Bays it was the alternate, you know, like the number, was it 17? I think, you know, just that, yeah. that, that next person. So she ended up taking his spot and now she's going to be participating in top 16. So, um, great news, you know, like really cool. Like I, I think it, we've been waiting to see, um, a female Hearthstone player do super well in HCT. Uh, we, we've seen some before, like at Eloise and we've had a few others that have gotten, you know, to pre prelims and done, uh, even pretty well there, even come close. But yeah, Eloise came in fifth. Yeah. So she was so, she was so close. close. So, so close. Yeah. 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 Which is really, really crazy but um but well you know finally we're gonna get a chance to see somebody in the championship so yeah i want to get your thoughts ali i mean you want to start us off 
Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, there, there was a Reddit post about it and, and you know, I think it's awesome that, you know, we are giving a lot of attention to it because it is significant, you know, it, it hasn't happened before. And so I, as soon as I saw it, I was like, yes, like, you know, bring in, you know, one for the girls. So That's right. um, I'm obviously super, super happy to see it. And, you know, there's the, uh, the obvious kind of, uh, I don't know how to topic. explain it. Just, yeah, <laughs> yeah, the obvious topic is, yeah. you know, just a lot of, you know, we see a lot of sexism and stuff like that and sometimes, but I'm just really happy that we do have a female, um, you know, represent, representing um, in HCT now. So, yeah. Yeah, there, I mean, I think the real question to really pose here is just that, you know, why is it taking so long? You know, because clearly yeah. we have many, many female Hearthstone players. I don't even know what the percentages, the breakdowns are right now, you know, in, in the player demographic, but it's not, it's not that far off, whatever it is, right? Whether it's even or, or, or not, it's, it's not that far off. Hearthstone is definitely not the type of game that would be like that. So there are plenty of players in Hearthstone, and Hearthstone is not a game of mechanics either. So whatever argument other people might be making with there with some other games, I, I don't know, you know, just the validity of that either, but that's not even an argument in Hearthstone. So we've always, I think generally a lot of people in the community have always thought of Hearthstone as, you know, this might actually be that game or that esport where, where, um, you know, we will see a lot of both, you know, genders in competing in these events, but we have not seen that at all. Like we've seen basically the same exact thing happen in Hearthstone, which has been mind boggling to me because it's like, yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't quite get it. I mean, there's obviously a lot of like you know very touchy topics which have to deal with you know sexism and things like that but um i don't know what do, what do you guys think that the reason is i mean jackie do you think there is is anything else going on in terms of why we don't have more female um just hearthstone players that play full-time try to get into hct or try to you know make it into prelims and and um you know hopefully into the championships no i mean honestly like no idea i really don't know why we I don't know why we don't have more female players in the scene. I'm not sure. Um, I'm, sorry, go on, Ali. I was gonna say I'm I'm hoping it's something that um, increases over time. You know, I'm I'm not sure if it's it's a matter of intimidation. Um, you know, just uh, possibly, but I, I'm I'm hoping that over time more and more um, females will attempt to to compete. So yeah, I'll yeah, because I mean, yeah, go ahead. Uh, like obviously like everyone has different kind of personalities and hearthstone is currently a kind of male dominated scene and people like there, there's lots of different types of women there are women who are very comfortable being in a male dominated environment and then there also yeah. be women who are less confident and so it might be something to do with just um some people's not being confident to enter a male dominated environment and if more women get into that then that could encourage more women as well to get into it so yeah. it's yeah, it can only lead to more female uh, participation, I think. Yeah, because, yeah. you know, from the standpoint of streaming and that side of things, I think we have a good number of female streamers. I mean, they might not be huge. You know, obviously, Ali, you being one of them, and, and, and Hafu, you know, like, and Eloise, too, just being some, you know, three of the biggest ones. Patra. Patra, yeah. too. Yeah, Patra. <laughs> and, but, you know, we do see legend female streamers. Like, they're they're not, like, completely rare here, you know. So it's just competitive, like HCT competitors, I feel like are much more rare. And I just, you know, it's, it's hard to um, understand completely 
you know, without really talking to everybody about why, you know, like they, they're, they're not competing because, um, you know, Hearthstone, I think is such a great, and just as a game is so set up perfectly to be that. Right. Um, yeah, I, I think it does vary depending on the girl, like it, mm -hmm. you know, my, my take on it is that I've been focusing on just growing my stream and I'm, I'm a perfectionist. Like if I, I don't feel like I'm ready to, to compete, like I just, I want to make sure I'm perfect before, before I set into it. Um, so I, I think, it, I think it varies from, from person to person and, and, and yeah. why, you know, they want to want to, or don't want to compete. Um, but like I said, I'm, I'm really, really happy that Royal Bays is in, is, is qualified now and I'm, I'm going to be cheering her on. Yeah. So yeah, I think it will, you know, like one of the things in terms of, you know, this type of, um, you know, topic, which is with, with the, you know, gender and, and playing is that, you know, if Royal Bells ends up winning this thing, I mean, it's just so big. It's, it's so huge. Oh, you know what it's I mean? Like, huge. And it's like, it's hard not to root for something like that. And I'm, I'll be rooting for her big time. Absolutely. I mean, <laughs> yeah. You know, obviously we got some friends competing too, but for sure, like from the standpoint of being, you know, uh, potentially motivating you know other females to play in that that sort of bit just improving uh, just the community in itself i think it would be huge like crazy crazy huge if she won so let's let's Absolutely. hope we see that even just seeing her at the national whatever the where the championship stage is going to be you know that's going to be awesome too mm -hmm. uh, so let's see what happens there but it's a i think it's a big moment for uh you know hearthstone and we'll see if it continues breaking more ground yeah. this uh this coming uh, HTT Summer Championship. Okay, well, the next topic I had for us today is um, Power Creep. Because um, it was something I wanted to bring up like a, a week or two ago, but we kind of waited on it just because we had so much, so many things to talk about the last couple weeks that uh, I, I felt like maybe this week would be a good one, a uh, good time to talk about it, which is, you know, right now, is Power Creep a problem in Hearthstone? And, um, and the, the topic you know, from time to time, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of veer its head just because there will be a time where there's just some kind of, you know, crazy deck. And, you know, most recently it's been whether, you know, it's Jade and, um, you know, maybe now again, we can maybe talk about in terms of Rogue too, you know, and, and just the things that are available to it. But, um, you know, I'll, I'll pose the question to you. Do you guys think that the cards right now are, are just too powerful, you know, for the game to be able to even keep up with it? given that the general design philosophy is just to keep coming out with cooler things, right? And, and cooler usually means yeah. power, more powerful and, and that sort of thing. So before we have this discussion, I, mm -hmm. for those, it might seem obvious to some people. Oh, um, Hearthstone, Heart, yeah, Hearthstone was the first card game that I ever really got into. And so if you don't know the term power creep, um, it's the new content slowly, uh, you know, outstripping the power of the previous content. Mm -hmm. um, that, that would be the definition. And I keep going back and forth because sometimes I do feel like there are new cards that are incredibly powerful, like Spreading Plague. I think Spreading Plague's ridiculous. Like I, cards should have never been printed and, um, and everything. But, but then we think about, you know, how they just nerfed old cards like Innervate and Fiery War Axe, and I think that would be the opposite of Power Creep. That's saying that the old cards are actually um, more powerful than the new ones. Yeah, so they're nerfing, right. Mm -hmm. Right, so they're nerfing the old mm -hmm. cards. So I actually think in that instance, there isn't Power Creep. Mm -hmm. uh, 
And if we're talking about like Death Knight Anduin and Raza and everything, I think the combination of the two is is ridiculous. But um, you know, just the Death Knight Anduin because that was the first thing that I thought of when we when thinking of yep. this concept of power creep. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think it's very powerful, but I think it's really the combination of the two, which won't be around for too much longer. So right. yeah, I'm curious to see what you guys have to think. <clears throat> but well, overall, Jackie, so do you, I mean, Allie, do you think there is power creep or no? Like, I'm actually erring on the side of no. Okay. Uh, uh, now, I, I was thinking yes, and I do think there are certain instances where yes, but I think more so because of the recent nerfs to the old cards, I'm going to say no, based on the definition of the word. Okay. Jackie, what about you? Yeah, I think power creep is kind of a thing in, not not like all cards, but they'll just kind of, I think more recently, because we have like old cards that are completely broken, like Mad <laughs> Scientist and Mustafa Battle and all these ridiculous Pallid Shredder, all these that just got played in like every deck because they were so strong. Dr. But um, I, I think that they're... the problem I have with Power Creep is kind of cards that are so strong that you're basing your whole deck around this one. Like take the, the Priest Death Knight, for example, it's so insanely strong that it's you're basically just being forced to make your deck around this one card because it's, it's so brutal. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I think that type of power creep is kind of bad for the game, where one card is dedicated, like, no other priest is barely seeing play at all right now, because the the, the Death Knight is just so ridiculously Mm -hmm. strong. I think that is a bad type of power creep. But things like, there's things like Bone Mare as well, which is obviously much stronger than the average card, but you can play it in everything, so I'm not too worried about Bone Mare. Yeah, I, I mean, for me, I think that, like, you know, your example of, um, you know, just Shadow Anduin is, is a good example. It, you know, right, you know, for me, I think they're, I think the power creep is pretty high. I think they're trying to um, subside it a bit, or at least giving themselves some room by nerfing, you know, or Hall of Faming, or, you know, doing those type of things. Um, but... You know, just the power level of like some of these cards that came out, even this release was just insane. And when we had two complete new concepts come out, the last two releases, which was quests, and then now we have like the Shadow Knights, right? And both of them were, were super powerful. And then we have cards like an inf- you know, just ultimate infestation and and cards. And, and the reason why those cards were printed, by the way, in my opinion, is just because what was existent is so strong to begin with. You know, so unless you, you know, take that nerf approach, you know, you have to print these crazy strong things. And in some ways, I think that those two things are not in line. Like, you would think that they would just um, nerf a bunch of stuff, and then that would just subside the creep, you know, and give them some more room to develop. Maybe some things that are equal in power. It's just different, right? Nothing that's Mm -hmm. actually more powerful. It's just a, a different type of power. Um, but they're doing both at the same time. They're adding cards that are like crazy, crazy powerful, and then they're they're removing stuff. So um, mm. for me, I think that we are like if, if there's a scale that from one to ten, I feel like we're like eight, you know, something like that right now, in terms of of the, the power level. And we still only have thirty health, guys. That's like the biggest thing. Like 
Amara, yeah, Amara's there, and I actually considered playing Amara this past day too. Uh, it's against a priest recently, just the machine gun priest. But generally speaking, though, like there's nothing that alters your your health. Like there's there's no way to up that that runway for you know in terms of damage and, and hit points. So um, you know, with power creep, if there is a you know if there is a power creep issue, which I, I kind of think there is, then you know, they have to make insanely good aggro cards and insanely good control cards. And that's kind of where we are right now. You see both of those things. And, you know, we talked about there not being mid-range decks in the last two or three episodes. Uh, and, yeah. and we like to watch mid-range decks. And mid-range decks, I think, are, are a good place for the game to be just with more decisions and, and um, you know, kind of like going back and forth type of thing. Yeah, now I don't think we're at that point. Pro players still can make great plays at in beginning and end games, but it's not as interesting. You know, it's it, it's crazy because you ha you do have winning conditions like the Shadow Anduin Priest. It's just like that's just so powerful. You know, like there's not many things that that you can do to really circumvent that outside of just trying to rush it down, and that's about it, right? I I've always been an advocate of the health pool being like forty. It, um, just like a 10 extra health, it might actually make a difference. Do you think that that would extend the games? Like how big of a difference would that make? You know, like what would we be playing ridiculously long games? Would aggro, like, cause you know, I, I complain about aggro sometimes, but generally it is good to kind of keep things in check. Like I don't want to be playing 45 minute Hearthstone games, you know, every, all the time. Like, I feel like you need, um, you need some kind of quickness to the game. Uh, so I wonder if you did increase the health pool, you know, would aggro decks kind of be weeded out or would they still, you know, would they still excel? Because like I said, I think the game kind of caters to aggro. So I, I'm, I'm not sure. I, 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 yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so the, you, the, the power level of aggro, I think, has been something that's, I don't think that's fluctuated a crazy amount. I mean, we've had powerful aggro decks in the past, mm -hmm. like ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, it's arguable. You can argue which one's the fastest, like whether pirate, the most recent pirate with patches and everything, or if it was, you know, the <laughs> the freaking Undertaker, you know, age and and all that stuff. So I, I think you know the existence of, of aggro decks and you know how that is in relation to the health pool. I think that's been a pretty big constant. And I think in the past, uh, you know, Blizzard tried, I think, mid-range solutions to that and, you know, using removal to do that. But now it's like there's been this crazy, um, I think, movement in terms of design where control elements are just crazy powerful, you know, like a large mm -hmm. amounts of value. The, the removal's still there, you know, like the, the same removal's right. there, but there's probably more. And then there's these insane value cards you know like in infestation yeah. and lich king and i mean priest i was playing this this giant or this big priest last night he was drawing three cards from my deck like over and over again and then thoughts deals and like i'm just like oh my god this is this is like my heaven this is totally my heaven you know like if i was playing that deck but that's just like what it's turned into you know like you get these you know you get crazy crazy um, um value powerful value cards which um, and then now it puts us in a state where now like both ends of the spectrum are extremely powerful. So like, where does that leave us? Yeah, you know? I mean, there's some, but at the same time, like with the whole kind of standard format, when a new expansion comes out, the I they do 
want the meta to change. You want people to be playing different things. Yeah. Because I remember when yeah. um, when mid range shaman was really strong, um, it like dominated the meta, and then a new expansion came out, and everyone was thinking, oh yeah, um, now yeah, mid range shaman might not be, be that good in it. Yeah. Yeah. And the meta really didn't change much at all. Right. And that was because there wasn't enough good new good cards. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's something to do with that. They've kind of seen in previous expansions, oh, okay, we put out an expansion that hasn't actually changed much at all. Mm-hmm. So we need to power creep. <laughs> yeah, but that's, see, that's the thing. Like, and I think what, what it leads to is just that um, you're right about that totally. But in the end, you'll run out of room eventually if you keep doing that, right? Power creep has a limit. It, it gets to the point where it just destroys the game if you if you get to that you know that extreme you know standpoint. So I think nerfing is the way to go. You know you have to nerf something too. Like a lot of other games, like Overwatch for instance, things are too good. They just go and change their abilities. You know, like I don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I completely agree. I completely agree. I think there's a lot of card. There's a lot of overpowered cards in the game. Like mm-hmm. Barry Warx has always been an overpowered card. It's kind of crazy to think that they've only just. Changed it. That's what I'm saying. Like, power creep is like the inclusion of new cards. And if you know, Fire Fireworks was you know an original card. Mm-hmm. But um, do you guys think that the power creep now is more significant than Undertaker Hunter or Secret Paladin or Midrange Shaman? Because I sort of feel. I mean, like well, you know, Jade Druid has really been the biggest issue, right, in the last year or whatever. Um, and so. You know, is is the power creep worse than it's been in the past? Because I mean, Force of Nature, Savage, or like those days were pretty bad too. You know, so I mean, yeah. in terms of like power level of deck, so I don't really know how much. Well, you know, it's funny changed. because the um, just to answer at least my answer to that is that the the Force of Nature, Savage, were as bad as that time was because of how powerful that deck was. That deck mm-hmm. isn't that different than the Rogue deck that we're looking at in in a lot of ways. Like it, it's got mid-range tempo and then it explodes at the end right um and and there was a way to you know there were there were ways that there were decks at least that were equal in power to that deck you know and um it wasn't as crazy dominant as say the shaman was the mid-range shaman was i think more yeah the mid-range shaman was i think yeah yeah so you you could beat that actually you could arguably beat that druid that we're talking about with a shaman like way back when maybe as it got refined it, it changed to like a matchup percentage but um but to answer your question jade i think jade is like one of the the evils right now you know like the one of the reasons like you can't plant that until it's retired and that mm-hmm. deck right there sets a standard for control like they want, they yeah. don't want that to only be the control deck. They want other control decks to be good. And to do that, you've got to print ridiculous. You have to give them ridiculous things to beat, you know, this ever scaling, naturally scaling control deck, which is the Jade. So, um, you know, they've yeah. said they can change. Like I, I think in a year's time, yeah, I think that will be reset, and then they they they'll have some more room to kind of bring it back down. But currently, in the current state, for the next, you know, however many. I mean, Jade doesn't get retired this year, right? It gets retired next year. Um, I'm pretty right? sure. It, yeah, it gets just, uh, in like March, does, April. I'm does Gadgetan yeah. get retired this year? Okay. Yeah. If yeah, Gadgetan so gets retired this year, year, okay, year of the might, whatever, that's right, when it right. all. So at least yeah. in the next I mean, five months, you know, it's. I think it's just tough. Yeah. In terms of nerfs, though, it's. I think it's a lot harder to nerf cheap aggro cards than it is to nerf like expensive cards like lepanome for example you literally change one stat on the card and it goes from being in a very powerful aggressive tool to 
being so not played at all. Yeah. Whereas so if you true. change the stat on like Breading Plague from five to six mana, it still sees play. Like Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It is harder, but you know, like changing Warax for instance, right? Yeah, it definitely hurt Pirate Warrior. But you know, you still got people playing Pirate Warrior, but now you have people playing Zoo, like in your Warlock Zoo. So you know, so it's true. good to have that kind of damage. There are aggro decks out there be ready to play. They just weren't near, you know, as perfectly, um, you know, from, as great from the standpoint of, of curve and everything as the pirate warrior was. So um, yeah, it's not really. Yeah, I mean, the nerfs have definitely helped. Yeah, help, like Hunter and Zoo a lot. So yep. like, it's definitely a good thing that we're starting to see them as well. Yeah, yeah. Sure. So I haven't run into many pirate warriors, honestly. Actually, like now that you brought it up, I'm like wow. Actually been I, yeah. I think that's. I think you will again soon. Yeah, I think that's I just right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Right. Unfortunately, like the people countering rogue are count. Like again with the Galakas, if you're playing two, two Galakas, you're you're destroying Pirate Warrior too. So very true. Yeah, you're doing pretty well there. Um, so yeah, I I think there is an issue. I don't think it's like you know like Code Red issue, but there we're definitely in that spot. So the new expansion coming out. I mean, if we get more power cards, I mean, those three months leading into the, the reach set are going to be insane. I mean, like, what kind of cards can they come out with? <laughs> like, <laughs> can you imagine they have to bring it, they have to come out with something that beats Priest. And Jade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A, a control deck that beats Priest and beats Jade. Holy oh, crap, yeah. man. I mean, what is oh, that? Good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I didn't foresee a card like Anduit. You know, like they might be able to do some some crazy stuff. Oh, that I know I just they can't can. Fathom, you know, just, so it's going to be insanely yeah. good. You know, like crazy good. Like <laughs> so. And like I said, with with that deck, I really think it's the like without Raza, it's 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 still good. It's still powerful, but it's it's nowhere near as powerful. Oh yeah, for sure. Know? Like so, without so, Raza, yeah. I, I think the the um uh death knight is very analogous to you know maybe the druid one or or something yeah, i mean it could be good. it it's... might be kind of weak actually compared to those but um yeah. it's extremely powerful because of the zero mana that's for sure um so yeah anyways i, I figured that would be uh something to um mention so if you guys out there watching the show or listening to the show have your thoughts too go ahead and uh, let us know Email that to valuetown at chainmanb.tv. Let us know if you think a power creep in Hearthstone is uh, a problem right now or you think it's just right. You know, it's just like Goldilocks. It's just right, you know. Goldilocks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be honest, I don't think the Rogue is that insane. Like, the Rogue is obviously good, no, but no. I think yeah. Yeah, I think I it's mainly seemed really good the last couple of weeks because people haven't really known what beats yeah. it, whereas now people are kind of coming to terms with it. Whereas I think the Priest is on a slightly more... Oppressive, yeah. yeah, yeah. Priest and Jade Druid. I mean, we haven't even been talking about Jade, thankfully. You know, we talked about it so dang much. <laughs> we haven't talked about you know Jade in the last couple of weeks, but it's still out there. You know, people will go back and start playing it again um, once once it's right. But actually, the Rogue does well against it. That's probably one of the reasons why people aren't playing it as much. So we'll have yeah. to see. Uh, but at this time, guys, I think it's. Uh, Time to celebrate, or not celebrate, or uh, give some shout-outs to our patrons, because we always like to spend some time and do that. So um, if you guys are uh, or didn't know that the show is 100% supported by the Patreon right now, so if you do want to support the show, go to patreon.com slash valuetown and uh, you know, make a pledge. You know, If you have a little bit of money and want to support the show. But 
we have a bunch of people that already do that, so it's always good to give a little bit of love to those folks. So we're going to start out with our legendary producers, as always, Mike T, Rami S, and Marshall O. You guys are awesome. And then some of our other patrons, Engine S, Brandon P, Jacob P, Radon, Stuart P, Jason B, Old Man Riv, Juan B, Nick B, Champs W, and Michael S. And, um, you know, these guys are so awesome that we, we reached our milestone of Smilestone once again. So it's Once that again. time of the show where we show our love for Hearthstone at least just for Great. 30 seconds. So we got to smile for 30 seconds. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so here we go. This song's so good. I love this song. You can't hear it though. We can't All right, hear that's 30 seconds. Yeah, I'm gonna have to See, route this song over to you guys. See, Jackie and I just smile in silence. I know they just smile in silence. So like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they don't even know what's going on. But um, at least you guys at home can can uh, partake too. Are you guys at home smiling too? That's what I want to know. Like, I don't actually know if that's the case or not. <laughs> Yeah. Everyone who's watching just on their own, like yeah, yeah. It's just everybody <laughs> just smile just for thirty seconds, you know? Yeah, on the road, yeah, in the road, people are looking at you in your car, like, what the heck is that guy doing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, thanks so much, guys. Are all the patrons, you guys? Again, we wouldn't be able to do the show without you. So um, you know, really, really appreciate it. And you know, milestones for you. Um, all right, next up, we've got uh, underrated and jabated. Yes. Oh, man. So, um, Underrange Abated is the segment where we pull out, you know, a card that maybe a lot of us haven't seen or, or maybe haven't looked at in a long time. And, uh, you know, just evaluate it. Think if we think it's good or we think, uh, no, it looks good, but it's really not. So, Jabated. So, uh, Ali uh, suggested a card this week. So, why don't you yes. lead us into it? So. I suggested Gnome Feratu, and you know, it might be jabated. I'm, I'm not sure, but I, I was playing against a, a Warlock, obviously, because it's a Warlock card. Um, and I wound, it wound up going to Fatigue, and I was far behind in the Fatigue War because, you know, it, it got me there much sooner. And also, I think it burned my Kazakis or something along those lines. Mm -hmm. and, yeah, yeah. and so, I, you know, I was thinking about this card, and I was like, you know, this little two three was actually pretty, pretty mm -hmm. legit in this mm -hmm. game. So I don't know. I'm I'm curious what you guys think of it. <clears throat> I yeah, I yeah. Go ahead, Jackie. Uh, yeah, it's it's one that's massively grown on me. Like when I first saw it, I kind of wrote it off a little bit. But whenever <laughs> I've yeah. seen it, it's it's one of those cards where it's obviously got its stat line is okay. Two and a two three is kind of average, um, but it has the potential to win you the game on the spot. Like, if you yeah, just right? remove this card, like, a Raza or a, a Priest Death Knight or something like that, it can literally just... If you can just remove your opponent's win condition. You're against Exodia Mage, they discard Antonidas. They just concede on the spot. Yep. <laughs> and, and you've still got a 2-3 body. Like, even if even if you discard something average. And it's also the information. 
So you yeah, know. the information's clutch. You, you don't yeah. know what kind of uh, deck it is, and then you know you see what they burn, and you're like, ah, well, now I know to play around. Yeah, this. exactly. Like yeah. say a dragon fire potion, and you think, oh, I can afford to go wide now. I don't need to be scared yeah, of a dragon fire potion, etc. So, I really, I haven't played with the card that much to be honest, but I do like it a lot. Yeah, for me, it's underrated too, for a lot of the reasons that you said. I kind of look at it as. Um, maybe similar to how a lot of people look at Dirty Rat, and it's exactly yeah. the same thing as what you said, Jackie. Like they're it's like one shot winning conditions because there are so many decks right now that depend on one card or two cards for a lot of the power of that deck. So true. Yeah. So this is a time where a card like this and a card like Dirty Rat, you know, could be played. And if you imagine if you ran four of those cards. You get four yeah. shots, or, you know, like two, two, so two. You get four shots of winning the game. That's pretty awesome. You know, like, given that you you obviously have other cards, twenty six other cards too, to win the game in, in other fashions. But if you got four shots at winning, dude, I'd take that against a uh, machine gun priest. Machine gun priest sucks. If you get the, <laughs> I mean, it's really bad. I mean, if you just get Raza, it it's does. not even good. So if yeah, you get, I, you know, I, as I've been playing like Kazakus Mage a lot, and I run like one Dirty Rat, and the Dirty Rat has done absolute wonders. Work. Like it's, it's amazing against <laughs> yeah. the priest. Like you can't obviously pull Raza, win the game on the spot, but it's really good against Rogue as well because all the most of their minions are battle cries. So you end up pulling combo cards. cards. Yeah. Or if you pull like a vile spine slayer, you're very happy with that. Mm -hmm. That's um, like one. the worst outcome is like bone mare. It's just such so strong against aggro as well the only thing i wish was imagine if this was a demon that'd be so good oh if this was actually yeah. a demon that would yeah be naturally played yeah it'd be easy to play yeah it'd be, it'd be easy easy mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah but i think we've decided that it is underrated then yeah. i'm gonna i'll say it's underrated, underrated. yeah underrated for sure <laughs> yeah, i mean this is for sure like this is the kind of deck that if if the format matched in an event and you just need to make a counter deck, you would make something with this. You know, if you just go balls out, right? That kind of strategy, and and it's you know, it's more of a, um, a conquest type of scenario, not a last year, you know, not a last year of standing type of thing. But um, if you could do that, then you know, this could be just a counter deck for whatever, just to get a win in there. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, it'd be fun. If, it'd be, I don't know. It'd almost be like um, pretty revealing or. Uh, maybe like something might be exposed about the game if if you know this a card like this became super popular and then you're just like the meta's a bit exposed right it's like oh wow it's completely you know like susceptible to these type of cards and that, i don't know that's yeah. pretty cool i actually I, i'd love to see something like that happen in the meta yeah <laughs> uh it'd yeah. be pretty exciting too and in some ways it'd be exciting in some ways it'd be like okay well that deck's over so do we play the rest of this match <laughs> out or do they just concede you know it'd be kind right. of interesting um, yeah i mean I'd, I'd say it's particularly good against decks that are reliant on one or two cards because you do have that mm -hmm. high now, if you get something like mid-range hunter there's nothing that they can discard that is really that punishing yeah, well, for them true but, but you know you still can get some key cards even with what if it gets like Let's say it was Pirate Warrior, right? Let's say you get an Arcanine Reaper. I mean, or you get, you know, there, yeah. there are some. It's And you said, like, it's a 2-3. It's not, like, terrible either in terms of of, of fighting against aggro, yeah. too. But, yeah. But you could also discard the Nazoth first mate, and then their next card could be Arcanine Reaper. <laughs> well, sure. Like... I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah, there is, there is <laughs> randomness to it, but, you know, you, you never know until it actually happens. And, and actually losing a card is generally going to benefit you versus not right so yeah um, yeah, yeah for sure. 
I, I always have this hard understanding of just like, you know, not if you're know, discarding a card isn't bad, right? Unless you get to the end of your deck, you know, that sort of thing. But um, yeah. yeah, so I think it was a good card, Allie. It was a good, definitely cool. a good one to do. Glad you guys liked it. Yeah, I, I want to play it now. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, I know, me too. Like, <laughs> You've played so much Warlock. Dude. I've played like zero Warlock, so I don't know. Maybe we should. We have to pick a deck of the week, by the way. So uh, we're, yeah. we're just about to have to pick one in a second here. Um, uh, let's see. Let's do Mechatorks Workshop. Yes. Um, so Mechatorks, yeah, yeah. Mechatorks Workshop, for those of you never seen the show, is where we talk about um, some custom cards, some cards put together by ourselves or by some patrons and fans out there. And we just like to talk about it just because conceptually that, that a lot of times it's just good to, you know, like to talk about this type of mechanic or whatever that people come up with. So um, we've got a couple cards from, or at least three cards from a couple patrons, Raydan and Rock Chris. Uh, first one being, let's see, first one being the Stalwart Protector. So it's a Paladin, five mana card, four, six body, rare, and it's a taunt. Only minions opposite of this minion may attack it. And... I chose this one just because we haven't we haven't revisited positioning since Karazhan in the whole chest. Yeah. Game, right. Uh, and mm. I think he's kind of appropriately put like I don't know like a knight or something on there. But um, yeah, the only positioning thing that we ever ever have is anti removal positioning. <laughs> and I, I don't yeah. know. I feel like there's so much more that they could still do. And this is obviously, I think the most, uh, this is a proven thing that they've already shown in a expand or in an adventure mode. So I don't know. What do you guys think? I think this is too good as of like, as it is right now, I think it needs to be a little bit more expen expensive. I, I definitely like the, uh, you know, the concept of focusing on positioning, but I think five mana, four, six taunt <laughs> so too, is like a little too strong, you know, but, um, I like the concept. I think it needs to be like six or seven mana or something a little bit. I don't know. Or they, it could be like two, six or something like that. Something that's like less attack too. I yeah. Think be pretty yeah. Good. yeah. It needs to be nerfed a little bit here, but I like the concept. Yeah. I mean, two, six would be too weak, right? Cause we have Fen Creeper with like a, a three, six taunt you could play. I know, but this forces, that. this forces you to position something in front of it. Do you know what I mean? Oh, oh my God. I read it yeah, completely yeah, wrong. Yeah. Like you have I, the, for yeah. some reason I, yeah. I read it as, um, I, for some reason I thought it meant like the two minions. Next Jackie's to up to speed oh no, 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 no. <laughs> We're talking like, I mean, it has to be in front it. of it. Like, Oh, that's it, crazy. <laughs> it's really yeah. good. I mean, oh, I like crazy it. Crazy good. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think this kind of mechanic would be really cool, but then it would. It's really weird as well, because obviously, if they only have one minion, it's pretty simple, but if they've got multiple. And yeah. You, like and a shaman, kind of, you'd really have to pay attention. Yeah, like you're like building you, your yeah. board yeah. to set up for this card almost. Right. And, oh. And then, because it has taunt, they're gonna have to trade into this one in particular as well. <laughs> That's right. This is crazy. <laughs> I was about to make a bad joke. But oh. Maybe, like, well, I don't know if they do, do. it. Maybe, Allie, do it. Maybe it would be too intuitive oh. if they printed this card. Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> It probably would be too intuitive. That's true. Yes. <laughs> no. No. Um, okay. Well, anyways, that's a good card. I like. I definitely like this. But I think it's too powerful. Like Ali said, I think four damage yeah. is. I mean, it'd take you a while to kill this thing if you didn't just kill it with a spell. So um, maybe make it a little bit less powerful and you know something that where it feels more like 
um, when you see like a dread steed, no, not dread steed, but the um, the the paladin, um, the the buff to you know to taunt it up or what, the two six that comes for the paladin, right? So it, it might feel something like that. So, uh, yeah. but otherwise, it's yeah, it, it, you'd have to like just want to throw down a giant minion and have to deal with it. Otherwise, you're in trouble. You're pretty much you can't do anything until you get through this guy. So. Yeah, I mean, like a five and a five and a four six taunt is like fairly balanced because like Druid of the Claws, obviously, like a five and a four yeah, six taunt, roughly. So, so true. Yeah, that's too good. Yeah. How exactly. much man? How much mana is the effect worth? The only opposite between smear fact, like is that? I mean, worth, like, one mana, two mana. Yeah. I mean, even if it was a know. one six, let's just say it was a one six, right? And, I mean, like imagine the Druid one six, but it had this text on it. That's pretty effective yeah. depending on what kind of deck you're building right like i don't know i kind of like it actually yeah i mean if like, you threw this like... down let's say you threw this down and you were playing murlocs you just threw it down in a position that's like really hard for them like if you have a wide board and you put this at the end of it <laughs> i mean like what are you if, supposed to do <laughs> if it if it had one attack it would like because with it having four attack, they're pro probably fairly likely to be able to like trade the minions off, and then they'd keep yeah. repositioning and keep trading them. True. But, yeah, if it has one attack, it can probably like freeze their whole board. That's what I'm except saying. the minion yeah. opposite. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually. I, mean, I kind of like it. You, I love it. I want to see you, it in the game. If you built it, <laughs> if you built it wide, you could only attack it if you had a wide board. Right. Like if it was on the left yeah. side or the right side, and you had seven minions on the board. What yeah. are you supposed to do against it? Yeah. It's like, uh, well, oh, uh. maybe I have a charged minion that's at the very, very end. Unleash the hounds and then a charged minion, like to like, yeah. Leroy to kill it. Oh my god, it'd be so hard. Um, anyways, interesting card for sure. Yeah. Um, did you have one last point, Ellie? Did you want to say? Or? I was gonna say maybe if it was like a legendary or something, so people can't run too. You know? Yeah. Oh, definitely. Like, yeah, you know, like it, I think it, I think it would have to be a legendary. <laughs> be but great. I really, I really like the the idea though. Yeah, me too. Yeah, that's great. Okay. Uh, next up, we've got. Um, did I add this? Let me see. Hold on. We got Sun Priest Eris, but I don't. Oh, there it is. Okay. Here it is. All right. So this is a priest card, six mana, five five body, legendary. In Battlecry, swap all opponents' minions with random minions from your deck. <laughs> what? Wow. It's like re <laughs> it's kind of like Wait, renounce, reverse renounce, basically. Is, so, is this swapping your opponent's minions in their deck hand and on the board, or just? Oh, just I think it's just in. Uh, um, just maybe it is. Maybe there's the ones on the board too. Yeah. This would be an awesome meme card, man. This is yeah, <laughs> totally I'm like awesome. swap all opponents' minions. Yeah, so basically, so give, basically give them your deck outside of the like outside the spells. They keep their own spells, but you give them your I deck. I don't basically. think I would want to do that. I mean, <laughs> I mean, of course we wouldn't want to do that, normally. <laughs> but maybe there's some funny, funny scenario where it works out pretty well. Finally, have a use for ticking abomination. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Give it to your opponent. Well, imagine, <laughs> imagine if you gave, let's just say, like, it's Priest, right? Imagine if you gave, like, a different class, um, or a, not even different class, maybe, like, you have repeat spells. But what if you gave them, like, Kazakus Priest? You gave them all the, the like, all, you know, like, like, basically all those minions that rely on it being Singleton Highlander. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, that's a cool idea. Yeah. You give them the Shadow Knight, and that's probably 
terrible. <laughs> like, you know? Yeah. So, this um, would be finally a reason to play all those unplayable cards that no one ever played. <laughs> I don't know about that. Like, you still have to play your cards. It's not like you're swapping minions with them. You're actually just giving. You just play them. Wisps and Weasel Tunnelers and. Yeah, and, and do yeah. what until turn six and draw this card. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I know, right? Okay. No, it's pretty interesting. I think it's a. I think it's actually a good card because you don't swap your cards. You know what I mean, right? I don't think so. It, or do you? Actually, you Whoa, do. Oh, see, I thought oh, you we were trade. Do that. Oh, you trade you cards. Yeah, oh, yeah. Right, see, I right, don't right. want to trade okay, cards. Okay, you're right. You're yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. So that would actually be bad. I thought you were just like swapping their their cards with your like copies of yours. Okay, yeah. So that this would be total meme fest, man. That'd be yeah, crazy. this is just meme fest. Crazy meme fest. That's all I, mean, I have to say. <laughs> imagine if it swapped on the board as well. You could like swap oh say they have God. a big board and then you swap their minions with your minions and then you have like a doomsayer and they're like there's the board oh, <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> oh man that would be insane but definitely good memes for sure definitely great memes uh next up we got a card from rock chris it's called impulsive imp and this is his first time doing a card so uh i thought this would be pretty cool four mana two three it's a common or it's a non-class card and it's an epic Rarity, Battlecry, your opponent casts a random spell from their hand. Targets chosen randomly. This is like another... Uh, what is Servant of Yogg? It's kind of oh, like this. Oh, God, sort of. yes. Or, or uh, Nogginfogger. <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it, like, it obviously completely depends what you're against, right? If you're against, yeah. like... Druid, and then they use old like ultimate infestation. You're probably not going to be very happy yeah, about that. True, like even if it targets themselves, it's really not even that bad. But then there's some things that would be amazing if you like make the mage like, pyroblast themselves. Pyroblast, yeah, it was like <laughs> targets chosen randomly, too. Yeah. Is there a win condition that's that's you have to have that? Maybe like the mage, maybe quest mage, if you target like molten reflection, yeah, or reflection was wrong. Well, or... hang on. It's saying, well, no, that would only be if it like pulled the spell out of its deck, their deck, and they couldn't That's use it again. You know, no, it's your opponent casts a random spell from their hand and targets. So it pulls it, like it, it, it. Yeah. It's eliminated from so. the hand after. It's not just yeah. okay. So it's like dirty red. It's actually like pulling it out of the hand. Okay, oh, then no, yeah, it actually like, casts it. Yeah, yeah. So it's it like might not. Red. Well, it might not be like that. Well, we don't know, <laughs> but if it does, I mean, it would probably it. if it would it would probably say cast a copy if it didn't if it was stayed in the hand, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. So I think it okay. actually uses it. I think it, yeah, it probably should say uses a random spell or yeah, cast. Um, so I think the cast is interpreted as uses. So it would disappear. Okay. Yeah, there are yeah. there aren't too many decks I'd say that are completely dependent upon a spell. Like you just lose if if you you don't have that. Which is kind of probably a good thing. It's just, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it depends on the meta, right? If kind of, there's some, I think we're in a quite a minion heavy meta, but if you're against like Shaman, for example, and they don't really have a board, and then you pull their evolve, then it's like an evolve wasted. That's, that's pretty huge. Okay, yeah. There's yeah. definitely really good things. Like, it can definitely counter some things for sure. Yeah, yeah. See, here's the thing. I feel like Dirty Rat is a slightly... It's got a risky effect, but it's got, it's a two mana, two, six taunt, you know, like it's got good stats. Um, so you want to play it turn two, but you also don't. So I feel like this is a risky card, so it needs to have better stats. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. You know, like, 
Like, because I actually think this could, could be very much be a downside. So maybe yeah, this should yeah. be like a two six taunt or something. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that. Yeah, it, it should probably have a stronger body. Given that's four mana yeah. too. I mean, Dirty Rat's like two mana. So right, like yeah. you know. So, okay, well, um, definitely an interesting card, too. Just so we've got all these, like, cards that are messing with the other person's deck today. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's see, next up we've got uh, Josiah L. with, um, let's see, what is this? Meditative Staff. Two mana, one, three, Shaman Weapon, and it's a rare card. So this is an interesting text. You cannot equip weapons, so that means you can't... Uh, arm another weapon so that you just kill this thing, because it has a death rattle. The death rattle is draw two cards. So you have to use, you basically have to use the entire um, Light's Justice, essentially. And then, oh, actually, Light's Justice has maybe one more, one more durability. So it's just, you have to use the entire 1-3 weapon before you get the benefits of a draw 2. I think that it should have to attack because obviously you can't play another one right so you're you're limiting yourself to one weapon for the entire game um, no 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 you can use it up like you can after you swing it three times it's done it's just you can't immediately destroy this weapon and draw two cards oh okay yeah. so you have to okay so you're, yeah, you oh, have sorry, to use this weapon up yeah okay my so, bad my bad so, oh well then huh i think it's properly statted i think yeah, yeah okay think, I think this card is like really good. Yeah. I kind of like the idea of like a, a delayed benefit. So it's kind of at first it's pretty slow and not very good, but then once you get the draw two cards, like drawing two cards for two mana is really, really good. good. Plus yeah. you're getting the three damage. So the long term value of this card is really, really strong. It'd be um, insane in Rogue where there's actual like weapon buffs and stuff, right? But Yeah, yeah. Like, what, what do you think about draw one card? Still be good enough Ooh. to play? I mean, it's like compared to Loot Hoarder, still better than Loot Hoarder. A little, tiny bit. It's just kind of the amount of damage you're going to have to take, though. Hmm. Yeah. Like you said, it'd, it'd be better in Rogue if you could buff it up a little bit, or maybe you can get a Corsair in there. I don't know. But I like the I mean, concept, if it's draw one, sure. Yeah. Yeah, if it's draw one card, it might not be worth it. I don't know. Yeah. Two. If sure. it's draw one... Yeah. Maybe it should be. Maybe it should cost one. If it draws one. Okay, you could go that route too. But I, yeah. I think the way it is is pretty good too. Because like normally, yeah, normally, like it, normally I like yeah, more, normally a three mana card will <clears throat> draw two, right? And the penalty clearly is that you have to swing three. Like you have to delay yourself three turns before you get the benefits mm -hmm. of it. So that's a cool way of designing a card. I like that. Yeah, I really mm -hmm. like this type of card because they've. They, I mean, it's in a way, it's like kind of similar to a quest where you have to do all these things and then you get yeah, a reward. It's a mini quest, and this is like a much more toned down version where you have to use this weak weapon. Yeah. But once you're done with it, you get a really good reward. I, I, I would like. To, I would actually like to see more cards like this in the game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah I, I agree too. Uh, next up, we've got uh, Silas Dark Moon again from Josiah L. <laughs> He's a cute gnome, dude. That, that um, picture, though. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, gnomes creep me out. Gnomes <laughs> <laughs> creep you out. Yeah. <laughs> I never knew that. That's funny. Yeah, I just don't like them. They're just. <laughs> four mana, four, four. They're like um, <laughs> legendary rarity. And the Battle Cry Discover. So the, I think the mechanics here aren't quite spelled out but i think the gist of it is interesting to discuss and it's battle cry discover a five cost card 
three times. At the start of your opponent's turn, they choose one to keep, and the other two go into your hand. All right, so um, we obviously don't have this interaction between turns, you know, things like that. But I think the general concept is, um, it'd be what if you could play this card, discover five, you know, like just three, three five cost minions, kind of like we do with Kazakis in a, in a weird way, you know, we're building Kazakis, and then mm -hmm. at the end of it, then you, then your opponent basically has a, you know, glimmer root type of experience, and then they just choose one, and then you just get the other two cards after that. See, Basically. I. I, I definitely like this in theory, um, for sure. I like. Uh, <laughs> it's complicated, I, I think but yeah. it's it's complicated. But I but the concept of it being a little bit more complex, you know, with your opponent picking something, and you know, I, I, I don't know. I kind of like it, honestly. Yeah, I think it's the most the cooler thing about it is it's four mana, and so whatever you get, you can play next turn. Yeah, that's um, very true. But I think, so it's obviously you're getting more value out of it because you're getting two cards and they're getting one card, but they're going to get the better five mana cards. So in terms of tempo, it's better for your opponent, I feel, because first you're playing an understated four drop, you're playing a four Very four. true. Yeah. Yeah. And they're having, probably going to be having a stronger Good five point. than your five drop. Yeah. So... Right, because they'll obviously <laughs> take. Well, okay, because here's the thing: they'll obviously pick the best one, right? Or yeah. the best one that's in, in just relatively, yeah. Relative yeah. to their turn five, right? So I wonder, hmm, yeah, if yeah. you have to like switch around the the mana cost or something, because right, it, it's a lot of tempo for their for your opponent, which I think is a serious downside. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, you're giving them a great like play. At the same time, you're the person who gets to discover all the five cards, so you know what all of them are going to be, and you get to make the decision in the yeah, first place. Yeah, exactly. That's so, what's kind of interesting about it. Like, in a situation yeah. where you discover the same five drop every time, it's great for you. <laughs> That's true. I think yeah. it's... I, I mean, I, I think overall, like, yeah, I think you, you need to maybe balance it a tiny bit. I don't know. It's it's interesting. I'd actually like to see it played like as is and see what happens. Like your opponent yes. plays a five drop, and then you play a five drop behind it, right? So it's it's like interesting to see how that would play out. Generally, you don't want to give your opponent a, a card on curve normally. Right, so right. I think that that might be like an argument against it. But you know, one thing this makes me think about is that you know I I feel like they could you know the, so far they've not wanted to introduce any kind of opponent action on your turn but i think having this kind of discover just just what our existing discover mechanic makes it e possibly easy for them to do it meaning like mm -hmm. what if we had a discover where it's just like the same discover um you know ui right now and instead of you just like being the only person to select what if your opponent could actually select the one like they could ban one of those cards they could just like get rid of one of those cards yeah. and then you choose one of them I feel like that'd be an easy on your way own to... turn. Yeah, so like I choose a discover card, and it's not called discover. It's called like I don't know, pick pick three, or I don't know whatever it's called. Right? It's just what and the the way it works is it would show you three cards like you would normally do, and you would you normally just choose the best one. But in this particular instance, your opponent can actually ban one of them before you pick the best of the two remaining ones. Mm -hmm. So see. I've, I've always wanted there to be some kind of interaction on your opponent's turn or while it's your turn, your opponent can interact yeah. um, from 
from their standpoint, because this just appeared or popped into my head, like obviously people couldn't like walk away from their computer for a second, oh, that's true. you know, yeah. or, you know, and I, I feel like that's potentially why they don't move into this because if they do want it to be somewhat casual, like, Oh, I'll take my turn for a minute and 15 seconds or whatever, you know, like you can't, you'd have to be constantly looking at it. So I, I do want it, but I do think there are some I, like hurdles oh, to overcome. I want to see know? Ben brought up on stage and give an answer to a question like that. Ben, why, um, can we do this? No, we're not going to do that because the all the players that like to walk away between their turns, yeah, um, I know. we, we want to give them the ability to do that. <laughs> to go to the oh bathroom God, during their turn. Yeah, or during the opponent's turn. I would yeah. just but, die. I mean, but it would literally just be like, like if if that happened, and so you your opponent has to make a decision on your turn, they would just not make a decision, and then you would just rope. Yeah, well, they would automatically one choose one for you. Maybe. It would automatically yeah. choose It would just automatically you know choose what? one. I'd personally the end of the be turn. okay with that. It wouldn't end your turn, but like maybe they have like a, a very they have to make a quick decision. Maybe it's like five seconds. They have they have to choose okay. one. You know, that sort of thing. So I mean, there's another way of doing it where instead of they actually have to make a decision on your turn, um, they have to make a decision like this card says at like the start of your turn, and then maybe you have to make another decision at the start of your next turn. So it could, could kind of go over a few turns. Yeah, but then it, then it's like you have to remember what happened that previous turn, and it's yeah. I mean, there's there's pros and cons to both. Yeah, I mean, so it, it does match more the turn based type of thing, but at the same time, it's just like oh man, now you have to remember what those cards were that you were. So it it's possible. I think you're right. It probably is possible to execute something that's along those lines, but I just like that whole. You know, your opponent can actually ban, you know, like, you know, affect or ban something that one of the cards that you normally would have potentially been able to choose, you know, and whether yeah. it's on your turn or it's the next turn, you know, it just doesn't really matter as much. But the general concept, I think, is good, though. And yeah. all right. Uh, it's interesting. Yeah, definitely interesting. Oh, we got one more card here. I don't think I added this one. So let me. Um, what? Okay. Wow, okay, gotcha. Let me uh I like the uh the picture on this one. <laughs> okay, adding it now and it is called Arcane Ballista. It's a five mana spell from Hunter and it's fire three arcane shots. So yeah. where? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so, I mean, just like missiles, right? Basically. Well, one yeah, one thing we don't have in Hearthstone that I would like to see is like we have things like arcane missiles and greater arcane missiles and avenging wrath, but we don't really have many any. I don't think we have any cards where you're actually targeting multiple things with one spell. If that makes sense. Oh, so obviously, oh, so arcane, you can choose the targets. Yeah, you? yeah, yeah. You can choose oh. all of them. So it's okay. like. So you could do six damage to face for five mana, or you could do two damage to okay, three separate yeah. minions, or you could put them all that's into cool. one, but instead of it being random, you actually get to choose. Uh, I like that. That's cool. I, 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 uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I like it, but at the same time, I feel like you would remove the element of your opponent's board placing. You know what I mean? Like, there's no need for board placing then if you have a card yeah. like this. You know what I mean? But I like the flexibility of it. I think like you know making it cost more and giving them the flexibility is a cool thing though, you know because yeah. normally six damage is like four mana right like a fireball or something like that, 
but yeah, yeah. Having yeah. the flexibility to put it wherever you want, you know, that's worth that's worth the extra mana for sure. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah, I think that's pretty cool. <laughs> you should have had three arrows on there. <laughs> I was actually searching for a picture and I just oh, couldn't, really? I couldn't yeah. find any any at all. Yeah, no, just uh, <laughs> no. It's cool. I like it though. Definitely interesting. I bet you could do some. I can't think of anything right now, but if can you arcane? You can arcane shot your own things, mm -hmm. your own minions, right? Yeah, you can shoot yourself. Yeah, I wonder if you could maybe create create some crazy like combo like deck where you like you have a death rattle or something where you pick which cards of your own oh, actually yeah, get yeah, yeah. killed. You know, I don't know. I, who knows? I feel like Dazzarilla anyway. the next turn. Arcane oh shot yeah, it that's true. You can yeah, yeah, something along those lines. Yeah. Yeah. What do you guys think of the idea of a spell where you're choosing multiple targets yourself rather than rather than just an AOE effect like a flame strike or an arcane missiles, which is random? Yeah. I like it. It's, it's different. It's a new element to the game. I mean, it's super it's powerful. Super yeah. Super powerful. Like to be able to custom. I mean, that's maybe it should be six mana or something. That like this one. I don't know, but I. Yeah. I yeah, like to be the honest, concept, I'm, but it's really powerful. I mean, for me, I'm not. I'm not that keen on it just because, again, like, there's not that much margin for any kind of, you know, um, I mean, they're, they're, it's so exact, right? Like, you're, you'll be able to have exact yeah. damage, and that's, I think that makes yeah. the game easier in a way, you know, to clear things, and you don't have to think quite as much about it, you know, like. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I mean, you could have, oh, maybe they're going to play Arcane Blister next turn. Let me put all my minions to odd numbers of health. <laughs> that's okay that's you know what I mean? there could be some counterplay to it true yeah. um yeah anyways i'm but no i know what you mean it's yeah. probably a bit flexible. It's probably too good yeah, yeah. it's hard to play yeah you know what i mean um okay well that's the last card that we've got guys so great cards thanks for sending those in everybody and jackie too uh if you got some cards that you want us to take a look at Send them in, Chairman, uh, Value Town at chamanv.tv, and we'll, we'll definitely do that. Okay, it's time for, um, I guess this is kind of like our homework of the week. <laughs> we homework. Homework. I mean, it's like Value Town homework. <laughs> no, no, it's we got so deck of the week, which we've been doing every single Monday, our mini shows. If you guys know, haven't checked that out, we've been having a lot of fun with patrons discussing, you know, just our experience with deck of the week. Um, you can check all the deck of the weeks out on uh, patreon.com slash valuetown. I just post what the deck's going to be, and then everybody can play it. You don't have to be a patron or not. And then we record the show, which I post on SoundCloud as well as the Patreon site. Uh, so deck of the week this week, which is going to be number 21. What should we do? Like We usually do one that we talked about this sh on the show, so we could do... I vote either Jackie's um, Kazakus Mage mm -hmm. or... And we didn't really talk about it, so maybe we could save it for another one. But I was playing a cruel, like, Kazakist warlock. That Ooh. was really cool. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Wow. Like, apparently Tyz was playing it today, and someone sent it to me. And I was like, oh, I want to try this. And I think Kalento was playing it, too. And it, it was actually going, like, kind of well. I only played three yeah. games. Really? And I only and I would have won the, I would have won all three if I hadn't stuffed up the uh, what, the middle one, the, the, the second game. So, um, but it has cruel in it and Kazakus and it was cool but like I said we could save that for another one if we wanted to do the Kazakus Mage now um, uh, I don't know maybe we can guys. talk about that deck next week let's just do the Kazakus Mage this week okay alright we'll we save it for next about week it. yeah and then we'll save that one for next week I think that sounds good okay. how was cool. the uh, Kazakus Warlock doing like how do you think it would fare against Priest I don't think it's that bad actually like it's it plays Doomguard and Lakari Fellhound so it's got like a lot of like 
end game potential. I mean, it's Priest is still insane though, so I don't, I don't know. Maybe we should put Gnome Gnome Feratu in it. There you end. go. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, we're definitely, we definitely doing that. I'll is take it not that in? in. What? Is it not in there already? No, it's not in there already. So oh, yeah, maybe gotta, gotta get in there. Yeah, gotta get there, man. Chance for free wins, we take it. We definitely take it. <laughs> okay, so this week, guys, we'll do the Kazakis Mage, and uh, I'll post the codes and all that good stuff um, once we're done here. Um, but the next bit of homework. <laughs> is that we're uh, the host challenge. We're, we're going to do the host challenge differently now, just given that we've been having a little bit harder time um, completing the host challenge, just given that, you know, these guys are obviously doing October Brawl and and it's just harder to find time with streaming and that sort of thing. So um, we're going to post the challenge to you guys and it's going to be up to you guys to give us the screenshots of you completing the challenge that we post to all of the Value Town listeners and viewers. So we came up with one that, that we call the Royal Family Challenge. And uh, this one is you must have a royal family member on the board at one point. Like all four of them need to be on. So that includes a king, a queen, a prince, and a princess. You have to have all four of them on the board. So that's the challenge. You guys can pull it off. Take a screenshot. Let us know. We'll talk about it next week. We'll We'll give you a... High five, heads up. Hopefully it's hard enough that we don't have like 100 people like doing this. But, but yeah. you know, if there's only a few people, we'll definitely give a shout out to you guys and see if you guys can complete it. But I think it's hard. I think it's pretty darn hard to do that. Yeah. I mean, there's a, f a few kings and queens in Hunter. So yeah. Three princes, we know. The Actually, there's more than three princes. There's at least four princes. Prince Malkazar as well. Right? Yeah. Prince yeah. five. Yeah. Prince <laughs> five. Yeah. <laughs> Princess, there's you could literally more. just go two, three, four, five. Mm, yeah. Wait, could you? No, wait. Two, three, four, five. Oh, yeah. maybe, maybe, yeah. That's possible. Let's see if you guys can draw it all at once. I mean, you'd have to have it, the draw though, and then your opponent can't kill any of one of them. <laughs> yeah. You have to have them at the at one time. You have to have all four of them on at one time. That's gonna be tough, man. That's gonna be totally tough. Exactly. <laughs> Okay, well, anyways, just a little challenge to you guys. Uh, last thing we got is Q&A, and Boxwine's got a question here. He's, uh, I guess it's a little follow-up on something that we talked about the, uh, a week ago or a couple weeks ago. It seems like the player personalities are lost when we match, watch them play on broadcast. The purple post-smash interview at the end of HC, while Blunt was good for the scene, it created discussion with the community and put a face on purple, so to speak. This is something seen in all successful sports, Basically, summing up, what do you guys think about tournament broadcasts putting more focus on the players, their stats, their personality, and their storylines? Um, yeah, thank you. Thanks for your time. Love the show. So I think it's a good, good, good question. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think with the like when when uh, Blizzard did the story on Ant, you know, for HT yeah. Shanghai, like that, I thought that was really cool. You know, like we actually got to know Ant more as a player now. And just, you know, I think a lot of people felt connected to him. And so I definitely would like, you know, to that continue to be a thing where there's more features and maybe not on people that we already know a lot about, you know, like I, um, to kind of highlight uh, new players and everything. So... Yeah, I mean, obviously, it can't, it can't be done, though, with, with, like, too many people all the time. And I think when it comes down to, like, you know, when, while people are competing, like, I go, like, you know, stone face. Like, I don't, 
you know, I'm concentrating on the game or something and I, I don't feel as expressive. And so I don't, I don't know. I guess it depends on the player. Maybe some players are just more comfortable to be more expressive during the games. Um, but I definitely like the, I, the concept of features, you know, getting to know, know the players more. So. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely kind of the more interaction with the player, the better, I think, because people obviously yeah. support their support, different streamers or different players. And, um, want to want to hear what not only just kind of watch them play but also kind of hear their opinions and know what they're thinking and that type of thing so i think yeah. the more interaction with the player the better really um mm -hmm. obviously you generally they have like an interview afterwards but a lot of the time they'll only do like a winner's interview so the loser will kind of mm -hmm. not even get an interview a lot of the time i think right. you know, to have an interview from both players yeah um yeah i think it'd be fun yeah, just, yeah maybe more stuff as well yeah uh, oh go ahead no go ahead uh, well, I was gonna. I was gonna say, the only thing I was gonna say is just that I think um, I think your point, Ali, on the B rolls, you know, like the whole Ant thing, I think that was great. Yeah, that was like fantastic. Great, right? and, and I mean, they went. You know, they obviously sent production teams. You know, to go interview. You know, uh, different place, just different people, and and just in, you know, regarding to Ant. I mean, if they did something like that with um, Royal Bays, that'd be fantastic, dude. Like this, mm -hmm. this coming championship. I hope we see something. To be honest, because yeah. that's such a kind of like a big story there um, but yeah i mean i'd love to see their personalities i mean i think you know showing stats is obviously a good thing and sometimes showing stats you can actually almost create this kind of persona too you know or give them a name you know that has something to do with some kind of crazy stats that they they've maybe produced too so um yeah i wonder if there was a way like before the weekend of the tournament or something um I, I don't know. I don't know if they do this already or how in depth it is. If they already do it, but um, maybe there really should be a little player profiles, and and, and um, the players have the opportunity to to send in and be like, these are my favorite decks. I started playing Hearthstone here, and like you know, this is the type of playstyle I really like. I'm from here. My favorite things, you know, yada yada yada. So maybe there, if there was a website where you could just kind of go to and you could just click on a player you were interested in, and you'd have a little bit more of a profile about them. Um, like I said, I'm not really sure if they already sort of do that, but maybe it could just be on a more personal level. But the, the other side of that is there might be some players that don't want to reveal too, too much about themselves. Like maybe, they, maybe they want to be private. So, yeah. um, I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, uh, I'm sure there's more you could do. Th there's definitely more, but I think the more that you can pre-produce, the better it is. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, they've done B-rolls like at just the various HTT um events you know whether it's championships or whatever and um you know generally like leading into blizzcon last year right there was a bunch of stuff and you know while they're at blizzcon they obviously interviewed them and tried to get to know them better i think more of that kind of stuff like really finding out their interests like you were saying like what's your favorite movie you know like what's your favorite this or what's yeah. your favorite that you know, just, and then like you know yeah. come up with some you know funny pre-produced you know interesting things that really you know, puts them in more of a, you know, different light, not this crazy serious person, you know what I mean? And and you, you really do get to know them and like them, especially if it, you have a common interest in something else. So. That's why I feel like, you know, tournaments that have a lot of big streamers generally, to you know, get more attendance because yeah. people get feel connected to the streamer. They know about the person that they're rooting for or watching. And so, yeah, I think there's probably definitely some room for improvement in terms of personality, personality yeah. display. Even... Even like, like, 
even if people don't watch streamers, like casters will know the background of all the players yeah, in, in the yeah, scene for true. a long time. Whereas if there's someone who hasn't been in the scene for long or is fairly new, mm -hmm. the casters will have less to say about them. And so that kind of, that's almost a disadvantage for the, for yeah. the player because there'll be one famous player against one non-famous player and the casters mm -hmm. will know loads of stuff and be able to talk for days about the, the famous player and they won't really have much information on the other at all yeah i agree i'm all about the visuals lately too it's like there's only so much you know like there's only so much the catchers can do just talking and, and getting through to you you know like if you just tell me this guy does this and this guy does that you know it's not the same as like showing this guy doing whatever you're telling me he's doing like actually visually showing me him do that like you know you talk about amnesiac for instance right I think a lot of people know here that Amnesiac is a very competitive tennis player too. Like, why not go and just like just get some video shots of him actually playing tennis, you know? And then you can actually show that on there too. That has much more impact than like you know Frodan and whatever telling me that oh he's a competitive tennis player too. So it's stuff like that. I think they can do even more with um, you know these HCT players in particular, given that you know that they're trying to highlight them they should get something even more out of being you know making it this far and it's kind of like you know a little bit of a reward you know having just the I that sort of thing i do think those videos are are a lot of work you know like they're mm -hmm. to create yeah. like a whole b-roll like you know but so maybe if there was some kind of in between where you know mm -hmm. blizzard, blizzard felt like it was easier for them to do it for more players or something um i yeah. don't know but yeah, it's a good question. Yeah, definitely a good question. question. Yeah, for sure, like, more personality is good. <laughs> I don't know about, like, Purple's interviews. But I don't know if more of that is necessarily <laughs> what I'm looking for. But some of that is, is definitely good. Um, all right, well, anyways, thanks for the question, Box Wine. And um, if you guys have questions, too, go ahead and email those to Value Town. I know about Love that. your name, Box Wine. <laughs> classy. Classy, I like it. Classy, exactly, right? <laughs> Oh, man. I was uh, I have this show I do with uh, Patrick who's who's French and he's just like oh my god box wine no yeah absolutely like not <laughs> it's like college good times, good yeah, times. Yeah. Um, but anyways that's uh, that's all we got for today guys so why don't we uh, wrap up the show and do some quick shout outs here Jack you got any shout outs yeah shout out to Fade to Karma best team in the world uh <laughs> Shout out to uh, our patrons for supporting us and um, keeping us doing what we love doing. And um, yeah, to everyone watching and my co-casters. Been a good hey. show. Yeah, it's been a good show. That's fine. Yeah, we talked about a lot today. Allie, how about you? Yeah. Uh, yep, shout out to FTK, best team in the world, and also Team Light, you know, just... Oh. Equip that those. Was... <laughs> <laughs> Jackie forgot. Equip those light card backs, guys. Um... <laughs> And to, I always give a mention to the chat, you know, love you, chat. You guys are great. And <laughs> my co-host, that's, that's all I got. Yay. Thanks, guys. Okay, uh, I'll thank, obviously, both of you guys for doing the show. And I, I will remain on the Team Light card yes. backs just because I think if, maybe if I switch... They'll end up getting three packs next week. You know, I'm the I'm that one person that's just holding holding everything up for, for, for holding the everything four. together. 
So uh, yeah, you're gonna be you're gonna be rooting no, out this grudge on match. Friday. So the grudge match, I will be completely you know uh, neutral on the, neutral. the grudge match. Okay. Okay. But, but definitely car pack one. You gotta try to <laughs> keep it as even as possible. We don't want any any Valley Town divides. Going <laughs> <I know>. on. <laughs> Show canceled next week. Yeah. Things went really <laughs> south with Ali and Jackie. <laughs> I know. Civil War. Valley Town. Yeah. Valley Town number one hundred and forty. Civil War. No. Uh, <laughs> no. Thanks everybody for watching. Of course. Um, you can find the VODs on youtube.com slash championv uh, and you can find us on iTunes as well so if you guys want to listen to us on the way to work find us on iTunes, Google Play or um, soundcloud.com slash championv any of the you know mobile players too that play podcasts you can find us on all those directories too and if you like our show go ahead and leave us a five star review because it really really helps out in terms of people finding it leave a nice comment too because that definitely helps too um, and you know definitely love those encouraging words too it's always great uh one thing about next week guys is we're going to be moving over to jackie's channel um uh, next week so we, we kind of just kind of move around a little bit so um just stay tuned for that you know we'll definitely be tweeting it out and all that good stuff but um yeah just want to give you a heads up on that and follow the show on uh twitter at value town gg you can follow us all on twitter here you can see all our twitters down below and uh, that's going to be it, guys, for Valley Town this week. So for Jackie Chan, Ali Straza, and myself, Champion V, see you next week. See you guys. <laughs>